Good evening, comrades. It's Rob here. I'm uh, holding down the bunker solo this weekend. I wanted to do a brief bonus episode to uh, fill you all in about some of the things we've been up to, um, some of the things you can expect coming up uh, here in the next month or two, and uh, some exciting things that we have planned if we can kind of uh, take our next few steps. Uh, we all hope you enjoyed last week's double episode, Larry Lambert, uh, candidate in RD7 for the House. Uh, guy's an energetic, genuine, committed candidate, and he's an all-around great dude. I, I really uh, hope you guys take a look at his track record of community work over years and years and years and see the things that he's um, got himself into and, and just helping the community in, in almost every facet, everything that's available. So it's a, it's just a great dude. Um, Alex Rojas, I mean, what can you say? Superstar national organizer, um, Justice Democrats is an undeniable force uh, after only just you know a few years. It's all grassroots, and it's a new way. And um, this is kind of what we've been preaching here is this sort of new way of uh, people power, um, new way of, of grassroots organizing, and really giving constituents something, uh, uh, you know, goals and, and, a, and a program that's really going to impact them uh, outside of, you know, the status quo or the gears that currently exist, which, you know, really hasn't offered anyone anything. Um, one might ask why this new way uh, is led by an old man. Um, that person uh, who would ask that has not been paying attention. You know, leaders of, of these programs and these movements have a consistent message. They're trusted over time. They have experience. They have wisdom. They're battle-tested. Okay? This is why the youngest warriors all endorse Bernie. Uh, it's actually not complicated. Um, because what he's doing is something completely different, and they understand that because that's what they're doing too. So now it's time to accelerate. Um, the podcast is going to be stepping it up. Um, a new cycle of campaigns is coming. Uh, you probably noticed uh, Sarah Gamard of the News Journal reported uh, the insurgent candidates, how they're already going door to door, already making waves. A lot of Bunker alums in that uh, Gamard piece. Uh, Larry, Eric Morrison, Medina, Sarah McBride. Uh, Kobe is standing for a city council seat, as you guys probably noticed. So uh, you, you may notice a trend here. You may, you may sort of see what's happening. Uh, also on that piece, we want a, a big shout out to uh, Merle Jocks. You know, make homophobia great again, but dude, do it. Way to go, buddy. Um, joking aside, send money to Eric Morrison, okay? Um, some blog characters were down on Eric Morrison initially when he, when he uh, announced he was going to run uh, because he was mean on social media. I think he, he, like, he used curse words on Facebook or whatever. Um, to those good folks, I humbly ask you to grow the fuck up. Um, you know, you, you have a, 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 a representative down there who's just an old-fashioned, you, know, um, you know, conservative Democrat uh, talking about churches and shit. You know, just retire that guy. Stop, let's just stop fucking around and worrying about what Eric Morrison said on Facebook to some reactionary, you know, uh, grandma. Had a big week last week. <clears throat> on Wednesday, uh, I recorded a YouTube episode of Jakim Mohammed's show, Hard Talk. It was, uh, it was really fun. It was a cool experience over in his studio in the pit. Um, we're going to link to that uh, today in this bonus show notes. 
Uh, on Thursday, I went to D.C. Uh, to bird dog and agitate. Uh, we met with some comrades from the Center for Popular Democracy. Uh, I posted a lot of fun stuff on our Twitter account. Uh, it's at Highlands Bunker. You do not need a Twitter app or even a Twitter account to Google Highlands Bunker Twitter. Uh, I put some brief videos up there. I put some some photos. Um, there, there is a video of myself and uh, CPD Actions Julia Peter. Uh, I hope you guys take a look at that. Um, you know, they're, they're going to go back down this week uh, and agitate uh, against the confirmation of Stephen Maneshi, who is just a t ghoulish Trump uh, nominee for the federal bench. Um, they're going to need help. I mean, they need people to show up and, and make your voices heard uh, and, and really make a difference. Otherwise, the, the gears just keep going and, you know, we lose another, you know, federal bench, federal judgeship for, you know, lifetime appointment. So if that's stuff you care about, or if you want to go uh, voice your opinion right into somebody's face, uh, contact the show, highlandsbunker at gmail.com. Go look up Center for Popular Democracy. Um, I can hook you up uh, with those folks. And, you know, everything's always done in a group. Uh, everything's always done, you know, together. Um, it, it seems scary, but it isn't. It actually feels pretty, pretty satisfying when you're able to do it. So, yeah, take a look at that. If that's something you're interested in, uh, let us know. We can... Uh, we can make arrangements for you to meet people and uh, go even just observe if you want to see what it's all about. Uh, we have some new artwork uh, that's up. Uh, the new uh, Twitter profile photo uh, was taken uh, by Jamie Rubin during uh, the session last week. Um, I was speaking to Alex Rojas. I didn't even know that the picture was being taken, but I liked it. Um, so I'm using that as my, as my Twitter uh, profile picture. Um, you'll notice that uh, while... Two Stones Pub and Brewery isn't a paid sponsor uh, of the bunker. One of our bunker patrons, my friend Greg, uh, helps us out uh, a lot here and helps them out at the commercial brewery in Aston, PA. Uh, and he gets the best beer as part of his compensation package. And as everyone knows, the best beer is free beer, uh, which he donates some uh, here to the bunker for our cause. Uh, so I'd like to uh, thank Two Stones uh, for the Delco Lager and Greg for his patronage. Uh, if you are a patron, thank you. Uh, please tell your friends, share the show, talk about it. Uh, if you're not a patron, please consider supporting our work. You know, I'm keeping um, almost all, everything up uh, free because, it, you know, it's for um, organizers, it's for activists, it's for folks on the street. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can keep it that way. Um, you know, while I'm an acerbic podcast host uh, and you know, someone who everybody probably disdains. Super producer Carl is but a humble student, uh, a campaign manager, and uh, an editor and EQer and compression of this audio file. So uh, if you don't care about me, which I can understand why you wouldn't, um, please donate to the show as a whole uh, because, you know, other people are doing good work behind the scenes here. Um, to, to become a patron, uh, you would visit patreon.com slash the Highlands Bunker on the, on the Patreon website. Uh, there's also a Patreon app you can use to stream the show. Uh, when you go on that website, you're going to notice new banner custom artwork uh, from my friend Stevie Mack, Steve McKeeley. Uh He made some very uh, dope-ass banners for our Patreon page uh, and Twitter account. Um, he produced uh, about five of these, which I'm going to rotate in every week or two so you guys can take a look at them. Um, the cool thing is, if I'm, I'm going to throw something out there. So if we sign up 50 members... Uh, by New Year's, uh, I've made arrangements to 
uh, have one of those banners that we choose be a uh, billboard in Trolley Square for a month. Uh, so that should be a real hoot uh, as our friends in the Highlands go, you know, up the uh, up the road there uh, back to their palatial estates. Uh, they'll see something. Um, they'll see something pretty funny. So, yeah, take a look at that. That should be some cool stuff. Um, so I want I, I wanted to kind of tell a little story that happened this week, just sort of sort of put some of this stuff in perspective. Um, when I got off the train from D.C. on Thursday afternoon, I went to m- meet a friend for some pints. And uh, this friend of mine is uh, he, he works for DuPont. He he travels in Asia fairly extensively. Uh, so we started talking about the Hong Kong protests. And then he was there about six weeks ago, uh, about when they were about two two weeks old, three weeks old. So it was just sort of just starting to press in Hong Kong. Uh, if you're not familiar, the government of Hong Kong, based on their agreement uh, with China, was going to begin to send folks arrested or charged with certain crimes to the Chinese mainland for prosecution. Well, obviously, the folks of Hong Kong weren't, you know, real, real kicked in the ass about that. Um, and, 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 you know, they did, they didn't want it. We started, and then we started uh, talking about a, a Twitter personality who's a, a Chinese farmer who does sort of like these drinking feats for Twitter. I, maybe we'll post one with the show notes. Um, but he had his, he had some of the stuff he was doing shut down several years ago. And this year, a, a Russian person who took over sort of some of his videos, uh, got them to go viral on Twitter. And so the Chinese farmer figured out how to get a second VPN and start producing these. Um, so it's just something fun on Twitter. But the, the things he has to go through simply to put, you know, one minute sort of, uh, you know, drinking feats on Twitter is, is incredible. Um, and, and again, this is it, the, the fact doesn't escape me that what I did on Thursday, you know, going into a federal Senate building, office building and and. And running down senators and, and, and agitating them about their stance on, you know, Trump and, and impeachment and their stance on Medicare for all and their stance on federal judges. You know, I wouldn't be able to do that in China. And in fact, if I if I did sneak in and do it, I would probably be disappeared uh, or you know, put under some sort of arrest or sent with the Uyghurs to, uh, to some concentration camp. And, and, and I appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons I do it is because you can do it. And, you know, there's if you have the privilege and the right to do it you should take that right in my opinion so that's you know we, we we talk a lot in here about how to connect some of the things we're doing to the broader global struggle for people and and i hope you guys start thinking about it that way you know we can we can lead a fight here for working people all over the world not just in this country you know people will look at us and they will be inspired if we can make the changes, the, the fundamental changes that need to be made. You look around the world right now, just this morning, uh, Catalans in Barcelona were going up against the cops. Chileans in Santiago and all over Chile uh, are, are, are fighting back against the government because they remember what it's like to live under a, a, a military junta. You know, I would be... Uh, Remiss if I didn't mention our friend uh, Luis Ignacio Lula de Silva in, in Brazil, the world's most famous political prisoner right now, the most important political prisoner. Um, he is 
on the cusp of getting out of prison. Um, as I said, he was he was jailed on very strange, uh, very strange set of circumstances. Not really any evidence, but circumstantially, you know, jailed to keep him out of the presidential race, um, so that Jair Bolsonaro w- would uh, win the election. Now we find out that um, that case is is cooked up. It's falling apart. The Supreme Court has or is getting ready to rule uh, that if you still have uh, time to uh, make appeals and your appeals are pending, that you should not be imprisoned. Uh, So that is basically a first step in getting Lula out uh, and full exoneration would be, you know, the next the next step. Um, Interestingly, uh, Lula has said that when he does walk out of his prison, the first thing he's going to do is hug all of the folks who have been uh, holding a vigil outside. Um, You may not know this, but they've organized large groups to sit outside the prison and say, good morning, Lula, Uh, sing good night, Lula. And he hears them and he that keeps him motivated um, to do his work, because the second thing he's going to do is lead those people and many, many, many thousands of others to the headquarters of Globo the first day he's released uh, to uh, have a massive demonstration against that uh, news organization. Globo in Brazil would be uh, sort of the equivalent of Fox News here or the Daily Caller. It's sort of um, state conservative reactionary state media. <clears throat> propaganda. Uh, so that's just goes to show you that that spirit within Lula can be within us. You know, we can go out and knock doors for Eric Morrison or Medina or Larry. And we can make that change here. We don't have to we don't have to put up with what we've put up with. There's more of us. We have people. So keep that in mind. Uh, the funny thing about Lula is additionally, he um he wants a whiskey like nobody's business, apparently. I heard that in an interview a week or two ago. So that's, uh, that's some fun stuff. But this kind of stuff is happening in Ecuador. They're, they're, they're protesting against austerity. You know, in Bolivia, they've reelected a socialist president. You know, again, he's a, he has some problematic things, but there's a pushback. There's a pushback. You know, people are... Um, they're lulled into a sense of complacency that, you know, these, you know, they, they sort of feel like they're upper middle class or they're insulated from, um, they're insulated from the problems of the working class and the poor, uh, but they're not. <clears throat> um, all of these things are connected. We're all together in this everywhere. And, you know, I hope that you stay with us. I hope you consider a patronage. Uh, we have a lot of uh, cool things coming up. Uh, this week, we're going to have a discussion with Carl Baker from the News Journal and uh, freelance journalist and adjunct professor of English, Jordan Howell. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Giuliani's Ukrainian henchmen and their connection to Delaware LLCs. We'll talk about sort of Delaware LLCs in general. You know, that's a, uh, that's a pet peeve of mine. Um, what we allowed to go on here, uh, because really, those kind of schemes, those kind of financial schemes, are what allow all of this all over the world to happen. Um, oligarchs and elites are able to hide money, launder money, and hold their power without any kind of, you know, in secrecy, basically, without any kind of uh, oversight at all. And it's going to be my pet peeve 
uh, until it changes. So don't expect me, you know, people say, I keep saying the same shit over and over again. Yeah, don't expect me to change what I'm saying until those things change. Uh, anyway, we'll be back with you soon. Uh, I hope you uh, have enjoyed the show so far. I hope you continue to enjoy it. Um, thank you, Two Stones, again, for uh, sending us beer. And uh, left is best. <laughs>